Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want Salon Perfect Nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny system, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny system with code PERFECTMANNY20 at olivenjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at olivenjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want Salon Perfect Nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny System, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny System with code PERFECTMANNY20 at com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at com slash PERFECTMANNY20. Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at BlueNile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is Four Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Mapsack. And I'm Joseph Scrimshaw, and I am excited to be doing one of our News and Cues episodes. We got some good news and some good cues, which are questions. And a question that made me count, which is just, you know, <laughs> that's tough. That's tough. Well, maybe uh, the Q stands for quiz at this point. 
At this point, it just might. It just might. But great stuff coming your way here. Uh, a quieter news week, which we keep joking about. So we'll see what happens after the show. Uh, we're going to get to all of that in a second. But before we do, let's remind you that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. As always, a little bit later, our 4 Center recommends an audiobook we think you should try out on us uh, but that is not all the deals are not done and joseph has one for all of you here now that's right these deals keep getting better all the time to misquote lando calrissian we've got one from inside editions they publish a bunch of great books including a bunch of great star wars books and inside editions is offering 35 percent off across their website with a special four center code uh, to get your discount you can enter the code fc35 or visit the website with this link, insideditions.com slash discount slash FC35. This week, we are continuing to recommend the great book, Star Wars Galactic Baking. It is coming out on May 4th, which is coming very soon, Ken. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my gosh. It's almost time for everybody to get their galactic baking on. Get your galactic baking on, my friends, and and get an air fryer. Make it even easier, though. I did have my first air fryer mess up this week. Um, Check all that out (laughs) with FC35 and uh, Tales of Truth. So last week while you were doing the offer, we, we, you know, we we read these things. um, um, uh, You know, we we, we, we have these ads for the podcast. But last week while Joseph was talking, I was like, wait a minute. What is across their website? And so I quietly brought up their website where Joseph was reading the copy and realized, holy moly, there's a ton of Game of Thrones stuff, <laughs> which I kind of knew, but I kind of forgot. So I actually used the four center code to get myself a Game of Thrones book. Is that morally wrong? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. think so. I think I think Ken. Someday we just have to do an episode of Four Center about Game of Thrones. I think that's <laughs> what it's coming down to. That uh, I mean, Lord of the Rings. Uh, I, there's you know just swords and fables, swords and fables. Uh, anyway, so thank you. Uh, the, the, I really do love the Inside Edition book. So take advantage of that offer. I, I guess I could count that as a life adventure. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll say it's part of it. But Joseph, uh, how, how about you? Uh, Star Wars life adventures. What's going on? Uh, yeah, I'm happy to share my life adventures, but I'm very interested to hear about what happened with your air fryer. <laughs> it sounds like that could have been a minor incident or perhaps your kitchen was on fire. And I'm, I'm very intrigued about which one. Uh, uh, um, I'll say this. Not, or, not all uh, tortillas air fry up nice and easy. <laughs> Still the ambiguity. I think your kitchen was on fire. And you're, just, you're just not telling us. You're withholding the fire. I just don't like squishy tortillas. It's just a gummy. And I, there's these Hawaiian bread, uh, uh, like Hawaiian roll tortillas you can get now. Uh, really? They're, oh, they're my favorite thing. But they, I can only get them in street taco sizes. I was making little quesadillas uh, with some vegan cheese and stuff. And uh, the air fryer melted those. It melted the cheese just wonderfully. Uh, but I think the cheese plus a little bit extra lime juice I put on the uh, the concoction there. Uh, just I, I pulled out the air fryer, which has been I have not made a mistake. I'm like, literally, you could dump a car tire in here and this air fryer will, will make it just restaurant quality uh, car tire. And I uh, came out and I was like, oh, no, and I couldn't. Uh, it was just a gooey mess. But you know what? I still ate it. OK, fair enough. Fair enough. A gooey mess is uh, not all that bad. Uh, yeah, for myself, for my uh, life adventures, Star Wars adventures, uh, overall uh, ups and downs in life continue, but it was a really good weekend. Both my wife and I were able to really take Saturday just mm. all the way off. 
which some I usually try to take Saturday off. We usually uh, take Saturday off from actual work, but then there is that question of, but can you get your mind to not go to your computer? My body doesn't go to the computer, but will my mind? Right. And, uh, my mind did not go to the computer on Saturday. Uh, it was a independent bookstore day, and mm. uh, Sarah and I are lucky to have a bookstore uh, near us. Uh, so we went, we took a nice little walk, and then we're like, we are just going here, not because we're looking for anything, but because it's the independent bookstore that we can walk to. And we'll just see if we find anything that we want or we like. And uh, I had that great experience that I haven't had in a long time where we were just in the bookstore, just truly browsing for so long that when we got home, I said to Sarah, like, I haven't looked at my phone. I don't know what time it is. And that's so great. Nice. <laughs> because I normally am very mindful of time. Like when I was running late for a podcast recording this morning, Ken. My apologies. It wasn't uh, you. It wasn't you. It was <laughs> Is my air fryer was acting up. Um, anyway, the Star Wars part of this adventure of having some great browsing in a bookstore uh, was I picked up <laughs> a paperback of the episode one novelization. Uh, oh, yeah. I posted about it. People said a lot of great things, which is wonderful. Uh, I have read it. I read it back in the day in 1999, and I'm running mm-hmm. into this thing now where I have my uh, my storage in Minneapolis, where many of my belongings uh, live from when I moved out here to Los Angeles, and I really need to move that storage uh, from Minneapolis to L.A. because I keep rebuying things I already own. <laughs> because I want to experience them. But it was just, it's there was something about it that was just, you know, we've been talking about the prequels a lot. Um, I just recorded another podcast about Phantom Menace. It'll be coming out on May 4th. You know, it's just such an interesting time now that the prequels are, are getting to be this. They were the exciting new thing. And now they're this a dusty find in an independent bookstore. And there's just something about grabbing that uh, beat up old paperback and revisiting it that I couldn't resist. So I'm, I just did a little bit of um, mm. paging through it and yeah. reading this and reading that and refreshing my memory on how it starts. And I'm excited to find some, some quality time to reread it. Well, there's the rub, but uh, yeah, no, I, uh, <laughs> exactly. I did get a chance. I did get a chance to do that last year and pulled out my copy and, uh, you know, I, I, I got to tell you, I, I really love it. I, I think it's a great story, great novel. I think the extra tough stuff that's in there, whether or not, whether or not I want to see all of it in the movie or where all of it works, it's all really great in the book. And, and uh, it's uh, if you have, if you're listening out there and, and, and you're a fan of any age, any generation, haven't taken in that book. And that's, that's a four center recommends right there. Yeah. And it's just got that big mall face on it. And I hadn't quite realized that the, the eyes glow a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. I had the nice Saturday and then I turned off all the lights and it was like, what the hell? Oh, it's small's eyes <laughs> glowing slightly in the moonlight. It was very beautiful. I highly recommend it. Anyway, that's my life adventure, Star Wars adventure. Uh, besides making a slightly uh, gooey cheese tortilla, what what else happened with you? Yeah, I know my life's horrible, right? Uh, the air fryer I got as a gift didn't do my tortillas right. Um no, you know, I, I, I'm even having kind of a sleeping morning recording. I got to wake my, and I've had coffee. I, I'm like, I had such kind of a, a simple, got a lot of work done, a lot of things going on, but like just a simple, nice kind of calm weekend, which gets your mind into that kind of uh, frame of mind. And that's great, right? You want that. But then 
here it is Monday. And I'm like, I, I got, I got a meeting. I got a schedule. I got, we got to record. And I just, I'm, I'm like over here, like doo, 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 just having, <laughs> having a good time. So it was kind of a quiet weekend. I did solve the mystery. I talked on the show last time. I got um, some mystery gifts for my birthday. That were those three volumes of the star Wars tops trading card. Books. Oh yeah. And the gift receipt that had come with it did not, uh, I, I, I just didn't know. And I, I put it out there into the universe and well, the universe answered, answered is actually, uh, Patreon supporter uh, and uh, kind of a, a, a friend of mine now uh, named Old Handsaw, Sean, uh, greatest handle in the world, Old Handsaw. And uh, he had sent them to me. And uh, he, he goes, he says, I listened to Forza. I'm so glad those got to you. I didn't know. And I said, I'm so glad your name finally emerged. Um, so I want to publicly thank him for those. They're, they're still great. I, I still just been thumbing through them and uh, just reliving, opening the packs and, and, and seeing how, wrong the new hope cards were in terms of color correction <laughs> like and and the empire ones too leia leia's in a pink hoth outfit <laughs> pink and then the famous one and you i know you've mentioned a lot of just of luke like holding his lightsaber by the blade oh yeah the empire strikes back one that was like yeah. a primary image right that was yeah. on uh it was on folders and trapper keepers it was everywhere so just uh just there he is yeah ow um so i love all that so it's been fun to relive that uh, other than that yeah keeping it simple man been uh uh watching attack of the clones having a lot of fun watching that um as we get ready to uh take a close look at dexter's diner on this uh coming week's uh scene by scene deep dive episode on thursday and just little things you see in the back um and there's one there was one point where you know obviously they shoot a lot on blue screen green screen green screen and, and the prequels there's one shot i had never really i was watching on one of my uh like the bigger tv i have and and i just was like wow i didn't they um uh, i think it's the outlander club or right outside i was like anakin and obi-wan they're not even there <laughs> they're just at an empty stage and i never thought that i mean I, you know again i knew i you know i know how they made those movies but it, it stood out more than it ever has before that they're just like yeah they're walking in front of the screen <laughs> and it just but instead of making you know 20 years ago it would have been like bah. now i'm just like ah that's the best yeah oh that's great i'm glad that you got to spend some quality time with uh attack of the clones and you know uh, in other life adventures uh mm -hmm. we didn't talk about it last week because you're keeping it under your hat here on force center but you did have a major life event that we haven't mentioned on force center you're so right sir i we 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 uh we lied a little bit last week uh because i had not announced it publicly uh grace and i uh my partner now of, uh was it four years time time flies when you're having fun of course um we got engaged so Yay. Uh, yeah, we put that together uh, in honor of my birthday. Uh, you know, I had a little surprise, uh, little surprise uh, proposal for her. Had a, a, a try to keep it as small as I could, safe social distance as much as we could. Even though most everyone there was vaccinated, uh, Joseph and Sarah attended, and it was a big surprise uh, that it pulled off. Uh, even though we've been talking about it and we had the rings and all that kind of stuff all those kind of logistics uh, you, you, you do. Uh, I was able to pull off a little surprise in our backyard by the fire pit. So uh, number one, thank you uh, to you and Sarah for attending and a lot of fun. So yeah, we hadn't announced yet, but now I can tell the world. Yeah, it was a, it was a wonderful event and it was wonderful to see that, that Grace was truly deeply surprised. Well, I wasn't, that you the, know, that the actual uh, engagement came that day. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, yeah. And I wasn't sure. And uh, you know, you know, I, I want to, you know, there's some, 
we knew this was kind of coming and, and I invited one of her friends that I don't necessarily talk to a lot. And so when she showed up, I thought, oh, that's going to be the clue that something's going on. But Grace said, no, I didn't really figure it out. But I had trouble believing that. And it was Sarah. And I went up to you, Sarah, right after. And Sarah had said a comment. She's like, no, no, no. She was surprised I could see in her eyes. Like, I remember Sarah saying that. And I was like, okay, that's great. So after the event, uh, Grace's uh, sister, uh, Dawn, and uh, her, her, uh, Grace's brother-in-law, Curtis, they sent video and pictures. And there's a great freeze frame where Grace looks as though 12 ghosts jumped out and screamed, boo. <laughs> and I went, Sarah was right. Look at the eyes. She was surprised. So it was a good time. Uh, I love that you can um, basically do the uh, the freeze framing of your own engagement and see there's the moment. There's the moment of <laughs> shock moment. in my partner's eyes. There you go. So, yeah, well, congratulations officially here on 4Center. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you so much, sir. A lot of fun. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, with all the love and stuff out of the way uh, and the galactic bacon, let's get to Star Wars news. We have got another Kenobi custom announcement. This was reported by Deadline, and it is that Pen15 uh, writer and star creator Maya Erskine has joined the cast. Shocker, the role is currently unknown. So let's <laughs> dive into this. I am familiar with Pen15, haven't watched it, but I have a lot of people who are like, oh, God, it's great, it's great, it's great. So uh, I'll start the conversation there. Joseph, your reaction to this, the news, the name, and more. Always happy to hear uh, Kenobi news of any mm-hmm. kind. Uh, I myself have not watched uh, Pen15. I've heard great things about it. I think the concept uh, is awesome. Yeah. Uh, so my main reaction is just I'm always happy when somebody with a writing background and a comedy background pops up in Star Wars. And it might be uh, some personal bias from <laughs> being a writer <laughs> and somebody who does comedy. Uh, but uh, I think that people with those kind of backgrounds uh, bring a, this kind of this different uh, analysis. And I think sometimes, not always, because there are many amazing actors out there who have never written a word or don't do comedy. But I think because of the way both a comedian and a writer's mind uh, naturally wants to kind of break down things and find the twists and turns and things, mm. you sometimes get a more surprising performance. Um so I'm always excited, even when it's probably, I would imagine, going to be a smaller role. Mm. Uh, that also means that sometimes you get some more surprising choices because of the kind of background that the person has. So that was my main reaction of, ooh, a, a writer and a comedian that's uh, on a great show? Cool. Yeah. Awesome. More perspectives. Yeah. No, I, I love that. I love what you're saying about comedy. I mean, that's that's often what happens. And and there's always that general surprise by the uh, by the world. Like, wow, Robin Williams, really? He got serious. It was great. Jim Carrey did a great. <laughs> it's just you see it over and over again. And I think a lot of what you're saying is true. And so for her to maybe a, a, apply to some some of that to, to Star Wars is is pretty exciting. And then um, we 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 are getting a lot of like, um, I would say, like cool names kind of in this Kenobi series. And I don't mean that just on the surface, like it's, it's a hip casting, but we're getting a lot of very just popular contemporary talent mm-hmm. um, who are creative all, all behind the cameras and, and you know, directors, writers, everything. And I just, I just kind of love that. I love star Wars being here in the now. And I love, I love when unknowns are cast and you know, that's going to happen. And it's not always about the, the fancy names and everything, but I, I just really, this Kenobi series is just, is, is going to have some of its buzz and then bring in possibly people from different kind of uh, fan bases, which is to me still important to Star Wars, still important to, uh, to do that, especially when it is Kenobi and it is uh, Ewan McGregor and it is a, an older character. And some people might be like, eh, not again, you and I aren't. And so populating the, the cast and the galaxy with some of these, um, 
some names in the news or some names who are out there uh, out there in the streaming world in the movie world getting people's attention I, I really love that i think that's just a smart move so that kind of has, has me excited even more than the role what she might be playing and whatnot you know yeah, yeah, and I think it's a great um, contrast evolution to uh, John Favreau's really interesting approach to the Mandalorian of like I'm going to kind of stunt cast this with people who are titans of the mm. world that they are coming from, right. uh, and a lot of the people in who've been announced for Kenobi are certainly like they are well known, but they are still up and coming, right? They have mm-hmm. like one or two massive credits uh, to their name. So everybody knows them from that one or two thing. But I don't think anybody would call Werner Herzog or Bill Burr an, a new fresh face, an up and comer, right? Right. <laughs> so Mandalorian really had that. Let's bring in people who are kind of legends in their own realm mm. and, and bring them into Star Wars. And I really like that this is uh, that the Kenobi casting so far is like, these are not unknowns, but they are still people younger in their careers. Yeah, no, that you're totally right. Uh, even uh, you know, Camille uh, Nanjani, like he's 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 gonna he's just about to really blow up, and physically seems to be blowing up too by doing those pushups. Um, you know, where it's like we know him, we might know him from the comedy world. You know him from doing things with him. I know him from just show me any Portlandia scene. I'll be like, <laughs> ah, there he is. He's so great in those. Um, but I think the world's about to see you know, uh, him even more now. And so I, I love that kind of stuff. And I love that Star Wars can help do that uh, in smaller, big roles, which is one of the things I did. You mentioned, I want to talk about it. I mean, this is a large cast right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and similar to Mando, when we'd get a, you know, announcement and we do speculate uh, on what the characters might be that the, you know, Warner Herzog's play and Michael Bean's play and all those kind of names we know. Uh, there's another up and comer, Michael Bean. Um, <laughs> this large cast the reality of this is that it's a large cast in small roles it, it, you know this is probably what we're looking at and and i i, ha- I think you're going to be pr- you probably have a positive view on that there but i i love that i personally just love just get some super talent to fill up one great scene one great episode they can come back they can be part of it this is a limited series but i just i think that's uh really powerful uh and, and smart to just I'm expecting that large cast, small roles. Yeah. Large cast, small roles. I really think that I think people should really prepare themselves for, there might be some amazing uh, characters introduced and, Mm -hmm. uh, and portrayed by some amazing actors, but I think this is not going to be an ensemble show. I think this is going to be about Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I think everyone he meets or encounters, uh, is going to be fleshed out and interesting and you might want more stories with them, but they're going to narratively functionally be there probably to serve Kenobi's story. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good thing uh, yeah. to, to, you know, just have, have the, that expectation as you sit down to watch Kenobi. Yeah. Look, I, you know, if this series does end up being, uh, you know, Kenobi and uh, Indira Varma's character going out and about in the galaxy, certainly like, okay, great. You know, I'm not going to be disappointed, but yeah, I think the reality is, as you said, uh, it, all there to kind of flow into the adventure of Kenobi and, and, and building towards this rematch of the century is as a lot of people keep describing the series. So yeah, yeah. I, 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 I love all these names and I, I can't wait to see the little moments that they uh, help uh, make big. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, there's also this excitement for me too, about like the, the size of this cast and thinking about how they could serve Kenobi's story. I mean, there's the practical functional uh, some of them might be Imperials. Some of them might be freighter captains. Who knows? A random citizen in need. But just this idea, the Kenobi hasn't really interacted with the galaxy at large much in mm-hmm. 10 years. How are all these different characters going to sort of uh, press on his 
his uh, question of where he should be. You know, is, is he right to stay on Tatooine? Uh, mm-hmm. Or is he feeling like he should have been out in the galaxy making a difference? And how are these different people going to uh, poke him on that issue? Right. Yep. Uh, episode one, poking Kenobi. <laughs> you could there. So, uh, look, I, our excitement for this series is uh, immeasurable. I, I just can't wait. I can't, you know, and, and you know, we're, we don't discuss the scoops here. We don't discuss a lot of the leaks, uh, but. You know, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I clicked on some of the Andor stuff lately, and I don't think anything ruined my, what I'll get from that show. And it get, But it gets me excited. We just maybe don't love covering them as much over here. But I, I tell you what, Joseph, the moment, and I, and I know there was some Kenobi set stuff, but the moment, like, things start to become, it's going to be very hard for me not to click because I'm so excited for the series. <laughs> I am going to use every bit of uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi learned patience that I have, and I'm not clicking on <laughs> anything spoilery. I want this yeah. show to tell I me mean- its story. I'm going to try. I'm going to try so hard. I'm going to try so hard. <laughs> so hard. But the moment they're like, you know, Indira Varma and her costume, I'm going to be like, I, I, I got to see. I got to see what she's playing. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I think I think mm-hmm. any revelation about who or what the characters are playing is even more spoilery, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. we truly don't know. Like, um, you know, what if it came out that, oh, you know who Maya Erskine is playing is a uh, – a member of the Church of the Force hunting for Jedi. Like, right. as soon as you know a detail, like, who these characters are, unless there's something really expected, like freighter captain, imperial, rebel re- leader, like, even rebel leader starts to tell you mm-hmm. some of the story. Mm-hmm. So this one, I think, <laughs> is even even more, since we don't know much except for it's going to be a rematch, yep. it, it really, uh, those details really start revealing the show. Yep. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and and you know I don't get caught up on the spoilers. I just want to experience these stories as they as they unfold, and 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 um, I think a lot of us do. And it's nothing against anyone who, who loves the scoops or don't care. I know some people are like, yeah, I don't care about the spoilers. Like, eh, you know, it's it's fine. It teach your own, but uh, yeah, it's gonna be hard. Oh, it's gonna be hard. <laughs> uh, next story, and I noticed in my notes, I kept the link from last week. So if you still want to talk about Stellan Skarsgård, Joseph, go right ahead. Um, but uh, we got Clone Wars figures uh, are getting the Lucasfilm 50th anniversary treatment. Uh, we've got six-inch Black Series releases coming our way uh, with the old kind of packaging uh, from that era. Uh, Arc Trooper Echo, and uh, not Bad Batch Echo, Arc Trooper Echo. Clone Pilot Hawk with his great little helmet design there. General Obi-Wan Kenobi and general anakin skywalker so we've been uh, enjoying a lot of the the figures that are coming out in the 50th anniversary line thoughts on these four figures and then uh, i want to get some specifics about those jedi well my my first thought was when i clicked on this uh, link from last week i thought there was going to be a stellan scars guard uh, black series <laughs> action figure of just the actor just you just him just him. Just him. <laughs> I, I admit i was a little disappointed uh no these are great um i really love this continuing uh feels like every week or two there are more lucasfilm action figures uh celebrating the the 50th anniversary uh, really focusing on kind of a different era of star wars um i don't collect the black series in general but i might need to get this obi-wan kenobi because of his beautiful unkempt hair uh, that's, that was, that was my main emotional reaction of like, Oh, but he's got different hair. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a really good sculpt. I mean, the sculpts nowadays are, are, they're just amazing. Obviously, uh, we're a long way from 77 Kenner, but even then those are amazing. So yeah, I'm excited about the, these, um, the fun thing, you know, again, I, I even though I don't maybe collect as much uh, because of space reasons now more than anything. I was never a, an army builder, uh, you know, never had 50 stormtroopers or anything. Um, 
What's great about the clones is you could build your army with the clones, but they're so just unique in their own way now, which is part of the victory of the Clone Wars series, right? Just let's take a look at these clones. They're all the same and make them uh, just jump off the screen. And and these figures really capture that for me where, where I'm looking at them and going, yep, that's Echo, that's Hawk, that's different, and, and they feel different to me. I like that about that. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that there has been, for me, there's a little bit of the practical reality of, you know, it's easier to produce uh, the clones because sometimes a paint job can make them unique. Uh, but all of that sort of uh, realism or cynicism uh, went away when I looked at Echo because I really like Echo. <laughs> mm. So I was very tempted by Echo. Mm. Echo, Echo, Echo. All right. So you mentioned the unkempt hair of the ruggish hairstyle of Kenobi, but Kenobi and Skywalker in armor. I really wanted to focus. I, 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 we've been watching the Clone Wars for the Clone Wars report and them in armor um, is, is it's, it's, it's been around for years now, uh, years and years and years. So it seems normal, but I still kind of get excited when I see it. I still kind of, and, and it's the kid in me that watched an old man in a desert talk about the Clone Wars with Luke and to imagine what that meant. Uh, you and I just did the breakdown of the, the 2D um, classic series, and there was a little bit different take on Kenobi, like literally in clone armor. With like the full armor, helmet, and everything. Yeah. Yep. Love it. So I, 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 there's something about this, seeing these figures. It wasn't just Kenobi's hair. It was just really highlighting the armor. What's your connection and relationship to these Jedi and others in that armor? I think it's just such a it's a cool aesthetic all by itself of the the, the half Jedi garb and the half armor. Uh, but then just in terms of uh, visually telling the story, it's such a great visualization of the uh, compromising of the Jedi and the Republic uh, yeah. to see them to see the these characters who've declared, you know, Qui-Gon and Phantom Menace like I can't fight a war for you, you know, mm -hmm. to see them half in armor. Um, and, and that's just kind of by itself. If you if you watch Star Wars in uh, not release order, but chronological order, you know, you would get that of like, oh, look, Palpatine's corrupting them. He's already got them half in armor. You know, right, it's right. great. You know, the uh, the organic and the flowing in the humble versus the, you know, mechanized and armored and, and, and violent. Uh, just such a great image. But then for people of uh, our generation can who mm. grew up with the original trilogy and grew up with Kenobi being like, uh, yep, the clone wars and Anakin was a cunning warrior and uh, stormtroopers are so violent and evil. And then to go back and go, that's Obi-Wan Kenobi dressed half yeah. like a clone trooper. Yeah, but come on. Yeah. The eventual armor of a stormtrooper, you know, it, yeah. and I love thinking about that as part of, you know, Kenobi's, psyche uh mm. when he's older when he's on tatooine and when he does encounter stormtroopers and they are this now this merciless face of this uh, horrific tyranny and he's going i used to dress like that partially too yeah and uh, how much yeah. that must hurt when he sees stormtroopers and know that he he wore that armor too yeah 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 just the uh, those long pauses from alec guinness are just him drifting off <laughs> into the armor <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So there's a bunch of stuff I love about it, just from the the simple "damn, that looks cool" mm -hmm. yeah. uh, to what it means to the story, to what it means to Kenobi in particular, and Anakin, of course. It it's a it's a march towards being encased in that armor always, right? Right. Yeah. No. It's and it's it's a little different feel with Anakin, and, and his his color scheme is uh, his aesthetic in, in the Clone Wars is, is a little different than the other Jedi. You know, 
and, and works really well for me. But yeah, the Kenobi one, yeah, uh, there's the cool factor, there's the wow, and then there's the history of it. And we talk with that, that Hot Toys figure uh, that I'm fortunate enough to have, but uh, you see it around there with the old man, almost not as old man in the desert, walking around with the armor. It's just kind of what it represents, everything you're describing, what it, the parts of it that he might hold on to as, as no, we try to do good, like the, the internal debate. I wonder if something like that will factor into the Kenobi series to bring it back to that. I just would love to see that armor somewhere in, in the hut or as he's moving into the hut. I don't know. <laughs> or in his other apartment he got before that hut. I don't know. I am uh, I am pretty solidly on team flashback that I yeah. think there is very good possibilities of seeing uh, both uh, Ewan and Hayden back in their Clone Wars days. And that would be a hell of a thing to see Ewan McGregor mm-hmm. in the Clone Wars outfit with uh, some amount of armor. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it would. So there you go. See, it all ties back to Kenobi. Um, <laughs> with the 50th anniversary Lucasfilm kind of rolling on and more figures kind of being announced and, and emerging, uh, we, we kind of always ask this question, but I wonder, what is it, your current updated Clone Wars figure wish list? What else would you like? Oh, yeah. Well, I just, I really want more three and three quarter in general. I know that it's, uh, that the Black Series is, is where it's at, uh, but we do have the Vintage Series. And, and I do see, uh, I know that we covered this, but it's hard to keep track of them all because figures get announced and then you get excited. And then you're like, and now are they ever going to be in a store? And where do I need to sign up to uh, mm-hmm. race who to click on the thing? Uh this is definitely uh, some uh, uh, middle-aged person yelling at a cloud business there. But yeah. uh, I was reminded when I looked up that uh, Ahsoka and Maul from Season 7 of Clone Wars is, mm-hmm. are both coming out three and three-quarter vintage. And those were high on my list. So I think, Ken, the number one Clone Wars figure that I need, and I don't care if it's Black Series or three and three-quarter vintage or retro, I need a Terrace Nube action figure. Damn oh. it. Oh. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Well, look, I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, I think in, in any like, three and three quarters, six inch, if you're going to kind of focus on some Clone Wars stuff, uh, I would love to see some more Padme and uh, not to just um, boil her down to her outfits, but that's also part of the fun of collecting figures. We always talk about the many looks of Leia growing up, and that's kind of how you identified Leia in certain parts of the movie. Hot Leia, Bestman Leia. I, th- there's so many different Padme looks in the Clone Wars series um that you could just i think you could re- release a whole other series or line about that so uh, yeah no excellent excellent choice i really want a two-pack of uh padme and satine mm-hmm. from some of those episodes where where padme is on mandalore because padme's got that great outfit with the the little bat clip uh mm-hmm. <laughs> on her dress and that's the it's a great outfit and she's teamed up with satine uh who we need some action figures of as well that's true that's true and then the final one i you know i can't wait till we get to those episodes and i review them again with kind of a a, a new eye on clone wars i think because i'm staring right now across my studio at the two scale black series it's technically the six inch black series line but it's two scale of grogu which is tiny 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 so that just means we need a Mieber Gascon. <laughs> it would be the tiniest package in the world. Not uh, not a big pack with all of the, the droids, just Mieber Gascon. I mean, I guess you could put the droids because it's because this Grogu comes, interesting enough, comes with a little frog. So the frog is minuscule. So to scale, it, that would be the release. That would be Mieber Gascon. <laughs> Yeah, Mieber Gascon would be what, like maybe the size of the ball that uh, yes. that <laughs> that Grogu comes with as well. The absolute choking hazard that yeah. Grogu comes with. Yeah. So I think there you go. I think you just <laughs> I want that. I want that. I want that. It'd just be the tiniest little Black Series package in the world. 
That would be absolutely beautiful. And I know that we were talking uh, Clone Wars figures, Ken, but I will just do a quick shout out of, boy, do I really want some more Rise of Skywalker action figures. There's been next to nothing, uh, particularly with three and three quarter, uh, when we got a lot of great stuff just sitting there. We got Kylo with his cracked helmet. We got all sorts of different looks uh, for Palpatine. Uh, We got Leia in training. We got a lot of figures that would be, I think, popular. And I, I really hope that they do get to them. I, you know, I, I have faith that they will. Uh, the industry changed more than anything less to do with the movies, as we know here, and a lot of people listening know. But, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> that was the talk I needed. Thanks, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> Stay alive. We will find you figures. Uh, final story of the day. We have a excerpt from the upcoming High Republic novel, The Rising Storm. This, of course, is uh, written by Kevin Scott. It's on the way June 29th, 2021. Uh, we took a little peek at it. We, uh, we thought it was good. We want to talk about it. So thoughts on uh, this little excerpt here, and then we'll dive into specifically the character of Ty Yorick, Joseph. Yeah, I thought the excerpt was great. I've really been looking forward to this book, uh, not only because I'm looking forward to the next kind of big chapter mm-hmm. in The High Republic. I've enjoyed all of the books, but it feels like these uh, adult books, <laughs> it's always a weird phrase, but the adult books seem to be where they're going to kind of tell the big events and move the mm-hmm. big picture story forward and let then all the other great books, uh, uh, you know, tell stories around those events. So I'm looking forward to that. And I think Scott Kevin is a, or Kevin Scott, excuse me, uh, is a, great Star Wars writer and I'm really excited to read this full novel because uh, recently he's been doing in Star Wars you know short stories comic books the uh, Dooku Jedi Lost audio drama uh, all sorts of great stuff but I'm really wanting to spend the time with just a full novel from mm-hmm. him so I'm really excited about that yeah I'm very excited and a great uh, great uh, piece there flowed really nicely some great lines uh, one line there when Ty, Ty York this Character we're going to talk about is being asked uh, to to help the, these these uh, villagers and uh, said the monsters got our kids and well, how many and then the, the villager says does that matter and I just, I just went, oh that's good oh that's good <laughs> just really some a, a real good uh, little writing sample of this book here so can't wait for Kevin Scott to get his hands on this story or he already has obviously uh, can't wait to read it so I'm with you on that there but let's focus on Ty York who is a former Padawan but not Jedi question mark I. Uh, you know, it's you're gonna use. It's just easy to say uh, former Jedi, but if the note is, uh, it's a, she's a former former Padawan uh, turned monster hunter. So uh, that way, you can kind of look at the story, look at the core of the Jedi. But she's not actually a Jedi there. And I wanted to talk about that and what you thought about this uh, big theme through this uh, little uh, piece we read of of uh, helping those that ask for it. Yeah, I thought uh, that. There's some there's some things in this High Republic uh, whole initiative so far that have really been on the list of what I would describe and, and you would describe as the those conversations you have on playgrounds or in bars with other Star Wars friends about could there ever be a Jedi who does like this? Mm-hmm, <laughs> and, and they're they're hitting so many of those out of the park. Ty Yorick is one of those just to me back to like, what if there was like a jedi like as powerful as luke skywalker but they were kind of a loner rogue like han solo right like right ty york in this excerpt is just so beautifully these great star wars uh templates of mm. the noble powerful jedi who is also wants to be the loner rogue out for themselves mm. uh and i really like that in this excerpt you, you pulled out this great theme and i think this great idea about helping others but just in this one short excerpt I felt like this character was 
uh, wrestling with a bunch of great ideas of what parts of the Jedi code does she want to adapt and keep? Right. Uh, because you have that. Uh, okay, I should. I, I'm I'm setting out to help others, uh, but only if they can pay me. Okay, but sometimes I will just help people because they ask, and it's right. Mm-hmm. And that great little excerpt about I'm kind of just trying to take my own choices and my own responsibility for my actions off the hook by rolling these space dice and just following mm-hmm. the will of the force. So, so should right. I be making a choice or should I be following the will of the force or am I lying to myself about that? And then even in her description of of her droids talking about how they're just tools, you know, yeah. they're nothing to be attached to. So like in this short excerpt, she's wrestling with selfish, selfless versus selfish uh, choice versus uh, blindly following destiny in, you know, attachment versus not attachment. All the, it's so clear that this character is caught up in which Jedi teachings to do are actually valuable to me or not. I, I love that you highlighted the, the droid thing and not naming her ship because we already saw in Light of the Jedi of uh, it's Belzedivar who's going to be in this story. It kind of was like secretly named their ship because <laughs> the Jedi aren't supposed to do that. And I would, you know, again, this is why I, I ain't writing these stories, kids. Uh, I would have been like, oh, she's no longer a Jedi. I bet she's named every droid and uh, ship and she wants attachments. And to have that still present, to have that kind of, nah. It's not there. It's not my nature, whether or not it's directly related to what she was taught or, or just how she feels. A, a wonderful thing to explore. Immediately, just I'm pulled in by this character. Uh, it's also just fun. A monster hunter in Star Wars with a maybe a lightsaber hidden in her pack. Like that. That's pretty whiz-bang cool in itself. But to analyze the Jedi, the Jedi Order, by not being a Jedi, <laughs> having a character that's not a Jedi, uh, that's, that's pretty intriguing to me. Yeah, I think that's part of what the High Republic has been doing so well. And this one, for me, is almost turning up to 11 is, uh, mm-hmm. you know, fulfilling the the promise of the premise of Star Wars in terms of the just absolutely cool pulp adventure. There are wizards who can do cool things with their minds and their lightsabers, mm-hmm. uh, but also really diving deep into let's explore all these themes of Star Wars from these characters who have really different uh, perspective in a really different time. Yeah. And uh, just the way it, uh, you know, when when the, when the villager says, uh, asks for the help, uh, and she just kind of says, yep, there it is. They asked. I got to do it. Um, powerful, uh, very effective, uh, and uh, can't wait to see more. So uh, any final thoughts on this? No, I'm just very excited for this. Uh, also, the comic that's coming out uh, that mm-hmm. is going to focus on uh, Ty York, I believe the Monster of Temple Peak. I'm very excited mm-hmm. for that as well. Yeah, I got to tell you, folks, I got to catch up on my High Republic comic books. Uh, I haven't got out to my shop in over a year now, but they mail me the books. But uh, I just uh, I've uh, I forgot. <laughs> so you know, I'm yeah, I, I'm getting them on the old uh, Comicsology app, uh, mm. but I'm I'm and they're really enjoying them. But I am letting a few pile up so I can get more story at a time. I yeah yeah that's that's kind of yeah even though I, I I always say I should just wait for the trade paperback ah, yeah, I love collecting the individual issues so yeah I'm with you too all right there you go there's a look at Ty Yorick the Rising Storm again is out June 29 2021 we got new figures and another cast member of Kenobi that's a full news week uh, we are uh, just about going to take a break here and come back with your questions but before we do we got a four center book we think uh, you should try out on us uh, Joseph what do we got. Uh, yeah, since there's a lot of Kenobi in the news, we are recommending Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray. Get to spend some quality time with Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan and Rail Avaros, uh, the sloppy Jedi who does some adult things in this adult novel. 
Oh, yes. Oh, real Avros. So download your free audiobook today. Go to audibletrial.com slash force center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash force center for your free audiobook. All right, we're going to take a quick break, reset, and come back with your questions here on Force Center. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want salon perfect nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny system, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny system with code PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. Hey, Four Center friends, make sure you're keeping up to date on all the great content from Jennifer Landa. Whether it's YouTube, Instagram, or TikTok, you whippersnappers, Four Center's own Jennifer Landa continues to bring you fun, informative, and insightful laughs and moments. 
Also, Jennifer brings her experience and perspective as a Star Wars-loving mother to her DIY projects, blogs, and more. So be sure to head on over to JennyLanda.com. That's J-E-N-I-L-A-N-D-A.com for articles like how to make your own Darth Maul sneakers or 10 unique Star Wars baby gift ideas. Follow Jen on Twitter and Instagram at Jennifer Landa and on TikTok as Jennifer Landa 1138. Welcome back to Force Center. 318th main show in our catalog of fun. That's right. Uh, and part of the reason it's so fun is on these News and Cues episodes, we get questions from you, the audience. Joseph gathers them up from many sources like Twitter, Patreon. Joseph, what do we have today? We got four great questions. We're going to go to Twitter first. Uh, on Twitter, Michael Gibbon says, Hi, everyone. I've wondered about this for years. Since size matters not when it comes to the Force, would you be interested in a story where a character learns to control very small objects instead? I think a Sith's journey to split an atom would be terrifying. Mm. (laughs) I agree with the terror. Uh, Ken, what do you think of this idea about we definitely have seen um, Jedi and, and Sith in particular uh, manipulate uh, large objects, mm-hmm. uh, manipulate uh, political events. So we've seen uh, Jedi uh, manipulate people's minds with Jedi mind tricks. But what do you think about uh, this idea of Force users manipulating the physical world on uh, a literal, literally sort of a molecular level? I mean, obviously my mind goes to, to midi-chlorians and Plagueis and any of those kind of um, stories, but also you could uh, go beyond that kind of... Uh, uh, mythical form life type of conversation, just the science of it all, the dangerous science of it all, splitting an ad and trying to do that and, and trying to find another way to take over the galaxy from, from the inside, literally like I, you, I could see some ancient Sith type stuff or, or a dark, a dark Sith, uh, you know, jet, uh, scientist or something like that. You could go that way. And I, I think you could work. And I think it could be uh, very effective. It's the terror on the inside in a way. Yeah, I just, I really love this uh, idea. Um, it, and it was one of those ideas that I was really happy to see uh, pop up in the High Republic because it had been mm-hmm. something that I I had been uh, just sort of daydreaming about. There's that moment in Light of the Jedi. I, I don't want to spoil it for people who have read it, but the um, some Jedi do manipulate uh, the environment to make some weather happen. Right. Uh, and that idea of like the force is all around us, you know, could you just do something like if a Jedi was skilled in this particular manipulation, right, of just mm-hmm. uh, make oxygen disappear around someone <laughs> who's causing a problem. So they just pass out, you know, or, you know, make it something in the atmosphere combustible that is not supposed to be by agitating two elements together, you know. Oh, that's a. Yeah, I mean, you're almost in the, getting in the air of superheroes, uh, so this Jedi would have to have some cool nickname, you know, the, the lightning storm uh, <laughs> Jedi or something like that. But yeah, uh, yeah. Adam Rubber. Yeah, Adam, no. Adam, no. Adam Rubber. But no, it, it, Michael, this is, this is a great idea, great question, and and uh, I think I, I you're bringing up High Republic. I'm naturally going to that kind of time frame. It could be any point on the Star Wars timeline, but there's just something about that. I don't know, just kind of the uh, the quote earlier times in Star Wars. It's someone trying to figure it out. Well, wait, if we could move rocks, why can't we move this? And that could be kind of fun. 
Yeah, I think I think it's just uh, the High Republic's doing a great job of this, and I think it could happen other places of just uh, learning that Jedi really have different skills, different approaches, different things that they're mm-hmm. trying to perfect, and, and I think this could be one of them. Uh, to Michael's specific uh, thought about uh, the, the Sith splitting the atom, I, that would be a fun story to see of uh, Sith really kind of weaponizing an environment almost of, right. uh, like, is that something that... that uh, a bunch of Sith, if there are more than two, could, you know, uh, just rot a place on purpose, right? To, mm-hmm. Like, you know, we have things like the dark side uh, cave tree on Dagobah. That's this virgins. Could they turn a whole planet into a virgins? And would that be, you know, a, a way to sort of weaponize an environment and, you know, make a whole planet uh, something that is just uh, rotting and reeking of <laughs> violence and death? <laughs> Just a fun summer vacation. Yeah, you know, just yeah, yeah a little vacation point. Come yeah. see Sith Planet. Uh, I like that. No, yeah, I like that. Mm, good stuff. And there, there is that uh, one, uh, one quote from Lucas, I believe, where he said a couple different things about what uh, his ideas for the sequel trilogy were. But one of them he mentioned, uh, like it would have been about the midi chlorians. So maybe it would have been all this. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, Michael, uh, are you really George? it's just george lucas wearing a michael gibbons mask and posting on twitter great question michael we're going to go on uh, to our next question from rob mack rob says hey joseph and ken do you think we'll ever get star wars detours i always thought the little clips that are out there were funny enough and wonder if we'll ever get more silly star wars content uh thanks guys for all the great work uh, yeah, Star Wars Detours, if you're not aware of it, if you haven't checked it out, it's something that uh, Lucasfilm was working on, I think, very close to when Lucas uh, sold it, and then Disney decided to uh, shelf it, uh, shelve it, and you can just Google it, and you can find some trailers and some clips uh, on YouTube, which I, I rewatched the, one of the trailer clips uh, before we uh, did our recording here today. What are you what are you thinking about this, Ken? There were some rumors about this earlier in April, but they were just like very much rumors that Star Wars yeah. Detours was going to be on uh, Disney Plus. Uh, do you want that? What are your thoughts? I think I think now more than ever it's possible because with Disney Plus and and what we just saw with the Vintage tab, so you could put that there. And um, Detours has kind of built up this uh, you know uh, cult following for something that doesn't fully exist in in a way. Um, it's weird. so I, I I right before the the pandemic lockdown began I I, I hosted a virtual Comic Con panel um, with Kevin Shinnick who was a writer of the book The Force Collector, uh, but also wrote on Robot Chicken and everything and worked on Detours. He didn't he didn't want to talk about it. He was a very nice guy by the way. Uh, he did not want to talk about it on air. I didn't ask him. Uh, we we talked about the spirit of writing comedy about Star Wars, which we all love, which is something I've been talking about with Jamie Stangroom on Spotlight Star Wars. I reviewed uh, Hardware Wars this past week uh, on Star Wars Ranked, so I love that kind of stuff, and I love living it. Uh, even off air, he, he didn't couldn't couldn't and didn't really talk about it. There's just something so much around it, mm. uh, and 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 I wasn't prying. Um, I think it was great. Um, I don't know if there's something there's some it's locked away. If there's some kind of two comp three four companies can't talk about, I don't know. So that uh, that's a, a real world answer of man. I, even if I want to see it, I don't know if we will, Rob. Um, hmm. But I I think as a fan, I am ready to to have even more fun. I love the holiday special that they just put out with the Lego stuff, and I I love that. I don't know if there's just you know Disney looks at it and just goes, I don't know, we can't. There's a lot of things in there we wouldn't put in. I, I don't know. And I'm not saying the jokes are bad. I, I don't know. I don't know, sir. I don't know. I'd like to see it. I think a lot of people would. 
Yeah. I think the in terms of the rumors, I think, yeah, this vintage banner that they've added to Disney Plus makes it uh, a little bit more likely uh, to me. I think there is also that question of just how much does uh, Disney Plus feel like they need to feed the content beast? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, content is everything right now with the streaming service that you want to be able to say, hey, we got all this uh, all this stuff. Is it is it something that they maybe wouldn't make a, a big pitch to air, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if, if we hadn't ended up with the streaming services and it was still, you know, channels? Um, but they will put it on Disney Plus, maybe. You know, I I've watched the trailer a couple times. I just watched it again. There's there's something so fascinating about it because the comedy is even scene to scene, beat to beat, is such a mixed approach mm-hmm. to the comedy. Uh, some of it is feels very much to me like um, the Vader uh, Palpatine dynamic in Star mm-hmm. Wars Detours. The clips that I've seen is very similar to their their uh, Star Wars Lego. Yeah. Uh, interactions. And it is very funny. It is the, they're, you know, the emperor is just very, very uh, controlling, but also just kind of like this little a hole who's, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, managing a radio shack in 1982 and it's controlling yeah. about it. And Vader's like this, you know, dark, brooding middle manager. And the vibe is really funny, but it is very similar to what is currently out there with Star Wars Lego. Uh, but then, and then there's like some great meta jokes about some stormtroopers falling on a matte painting. That's very funny. But then some of it is also just like very old school at this point, predictable slapstick. Yeah. There's some, there's some dated comedy, um, from just some cultural references. Uh, and I'm not even saying anything that's like, that's, that, that shouldn't be said, but just it's dated. Right. Uh, that, I uh, there, that one trailer goes i can see almost any star wars fan sitting down and watching that trailer and going i love that i hate that i love that i hate that i'm mixed on that it's so all over the map that i wonder if it would just be a little bit of a lightning rod uh yeah no i could i could yeah i could definitely see that uh yeah yeah um and and again i know what you're saying too it's not about uh big discussions about that shouldn't mean that but just like it was made years ago in a certain time certain style of comedy um whether you like it or not uh yeah that 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 it could be one of those we want it and you get it and you're like and eh, maybe maybe we should have maybe that wasn't finished <laughs> yeah there's like that clip of kenobi doing stand up at jabba's palace right and it's like it's it's uh, funny but there there to me there are moments where the where detours is doing like some star wars parody they're digging mm-hmm. up something about the character and having fun uh parodying it and then there's some stuff where it feels like it's it's kind of jokes that are solid jokes, but they're mapped onto Star Wars characters. Mm. Um, like there's a scene in the clip uh, with Leia uh, being like a, a very much a just sort of like uh, I'm uh, a cool, fashionable person and mm-hmm. everyone should like me. Like that to me is like a funny joke to map on top of Leia, but it's not a parody of Leia. It's not taking right. something intrinsic to the character of Leia. So just the comedy coming from different angles, I'd be really, I guess now what I'm saying is I want it released because I'd be fascinated to see what people yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I, I love the idea of having some fun with Star Wars and I know you do too. And, we, and a lot of people listening too. So I want to see, and it's a bit of a time capsule and, and uh, I, I'd like to see it. And, and again, now more than ever, we could probably see it on that tab, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, that's exactly right. We will see. I am very fascinated by it. Even if the Star Wars humor sometimes, uh, Certain jokes I really like and other jokes aren't for me. I still want it to exist uh, for people and for Star Wars to have a sense of uh, fun and a sense of humor. 
So I'm all for it. We'll move on to uh, questions from our patrons on Patreon. This one comes from Simon Huffnagel. Uh, Simon says, you want a cup of Jawa juice? For longer than I'm willing to admit, I had that line wrong in my memory. When I first saw Attack of the Clones as a kid, I thought Flo asked, you want a cup of Joe with you? <laughs> I knew that a cup of Joe meant coffee, so I figured she was asking Obi-Wan if he wanted coffee. I think I was a little confused as to why that phrasing was used, but hey, it's Star Wars. Weird things happen all the time, right? So I just accepted it. Fast forward years and multiple rewatches later, I was watching the movie with a friend. When the diner scene came up, my friend asked uh, what I thought Jawa juice tasted like. What a random question, I thought. But before I could respond, it finally hit me that I had misheard the line all this time. I shared this revelation with said friend and they rightfully didn't let me live it down for the rest of the movie. I say all this to ask, have you had a moment like that with a Star Wars film or really any film? A moment where you misheard or misinterpreted a line and had it cemented in your brain like that? If so, what was the line and how was it ultimately corrected? This is a great question, Ken, and a great advertisement for uh, us discussing this scene (laughs) on Thursday's episode. So where do you go with this? Uh, Have you misheard things in Star Wars? Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, I've let Simon down. Um, I've had this question sitting around for two days uh, now with the notes uh, that you sent across. And I've been racking my brain because I do this all the time, but I do it so much I almost can't remember. So I'm letting you down, Simon. Um, and and if and if anyone's followed me along, you know, here movie trivia, schmodown competitions, I am notoriously bad at remembering quotes, even though I got the spirit of it. It's like Leia, instead of saying uh, "help if I got it and push," uh, you know, though to me the line is uh, "I pushed." Is that okay? Like I, I, just, <laughs> I don't know what it is. The only movies, it's not a joke. The only movies I have. 90% pinpoint accuracy on our young guns and young guns two and tombstone. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Just popcorn, Western modern popcorn, Western movies. I, I, I don't know why. So I, I, I dug and dug and dug Simon. And uh, recently uh, I was one of the ones uh, in, in rise of Skywalker when the Knights of Ren walked by the uh, stormtroopers, one of them uh, being, uh, was it uh, JD Dillard, the, one of the director. Uh, and they say ghouls. And that was a big, a lot of people were the controversy. I, I swore they said tools. I was like, no, they said tools or tools. <laughs> What are you talking about? Um, so, and I thought, and then I thought, well, you know what? Maybe they said cool. Like, they, you know, I forgot about this. I thought that I, the the first viewing, I thought they said cool. And I knew that couldn't mm-hmm. be right. But mm-hmm. there was something a little bit, I think maybe because the theater wasn't full, there was something a little bit off of some moments of sound that I couldn't quite hear things uh, as well as I wanted. And I did think they went. Knights <laughs> yeah. of Ren walked by and Stormtrooper went cool. Yeah. yeah. So, so there you go. I, again, I've let down, I've let down some a little bit because this has happened a lot. Song lyrics famously. Um, I even, I, I, I'm a, a radio DJ out in Pennsylvania on the weekends. How do I pull that off? Magic. I fly with her every Saturday. Uh, and there was a classic song that came up and I always thought that it was someday um, our love will be the same or whatever the line is from this classic rock song. And it's Sunday. And I just, <laughs> 2021, I was like, I've been singing that wrong for 30 years remember that great u2 song someday bloody someday <laughs> someday bloody sunday that's the one no, um <laughs> so that but i'll say this i'll say this uh the great debate around around han solo saying i'm nice men or i'm a nice guy in empire strikes back uh i'm nice men is like my favorite star wars line i have some people who who, who swear that is definitely not the line and there's uh, subtitles and scripts copies and everything and then there's people like Mark Riley who's like, no, I did Star Wars in 30 minutes, which was we t- and we took from the scripts, and I the line was I'm nice men. So 
I don't know. And I, and you know, and then it's, it's been five years and I don't get into that debate too much anymore, but, um, <laughs> cause it got too serious too fast. Uh, so that's a line where, well, I've heard it like that and you can't knock that off out of my, yeah, I'm, I'm on that pedestal. You, that, that's where I'm going to live. Yeah. Well, you know what, Ken, I think you pre-answered this a couple of weeks ago. You talked about your great, the great, uh, celebrate the love versus celebrate with us. That's true. And you and I had both misheard that uh, for years and years and years of celebrate with us, right? Yes, absolutely. And and who doesn't want to celebrate with you guys? I mean, it's I I just was taking it as an invitation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now it feels a little bit more like celebrate the love in your home. But celebrate with us was like, come on to Endor. Yeah. So, a little disappointed to know the truth. Um, for myself, uh, the, I, the Star Wars one, I forgot about cool. Uh, mm-hmm. That is actually ghouls. Um, the one that I, as a kid, I, and, and as a young person watching the VHS again and again of Return of the Jedi of, is it Sanctuary Moon or Sentry Moon? Uh, mm. I now know it as Sanctuary Moon. Uh, but I would, I would, I just like the way that Palpatine said that. So be like, yeah, I like it when he says Sentry Moon, whatever the hell he said. Yeah. <laughs> like, ah, Sanctuary, Sanctuary, mm-hmm. uh, which is some, uh, weird hangover from a different, uh, <laughs> an iteration of the script in which there's yeah. some different details about uh the endor moon uh but now i know sanctuary moon um i I, i'm i not only have misheard lots of things much like you can Mm. less films and more uh songs definitely have some songs where i realize after you know a good 20 years Mm. i i've been singing along but i just kind of sing sounds i don't know what i've been singing and every once in a while i'm like you know, I better check the lyrics and make sure I'm not <laughs> singing something horrific and I don't know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite of this is I had a friend, and I'm sure this is not a rare one, uh, who always heard uh, I want to rock and roll all night and party, party every day is I want to rock and roll all night and part of every day. <laughs> <laughs> Just I can eat a rest in the morning. <laughs> Which I really like is like, yeah, you know, that's uh, stepping back from some of the <laughs> The hubris of the bacchanalia of rock and roll. You can't actually party all those times. So, you know, set aside part of the day. All night, yes. But part of every day. Other parts of the day, I need to rest. I need to do my taxes. I got my kids to look out for. You know, it's reasonable. Yeah. It also tracks for, like, Paul Stanley now. He's probably like, I'll rest. I'll rest around lunch. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Great question, uh, Simon. And we're looking forward to discussing Jawa Juice in lots of detail on uh, this Thursday's episode. So we move on to our final question from Andrew McNabb. Andrew says, hope you are well. Please describe Star Wars in an elevator pitch that is exactly 20 words. I put exactly in capital letters to emphasize the fact that you cannot sneakily use 19 or 21 words or even a bunch of shouldn't be hyphenated, but you've hyphenated them anyway to cheat words. Bonus points if you can work in puffer and pigs. Uh, I will not be getting any bonus points. But how about you, Ken? Uh, Did you come up with a 20-word pitch uh, for Star Wars? I did, and I wanted to be cute. But I also wanted to get this right because Andrew, uh, it, it some even he said please, but it sometimes seems like he's at the bar with a six shooter going dance, dance, and I just don't, <laughs> I don't want him to get get shot here like a like a Biff Tannen in Back to the Future Three. Um, so I went pretty straightforward. Uh, this is a boring elevator pitch, but it is, uh, and it's to twenty words. I mean, it, 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 it's in my count. Uh, Star Wars is the story of the constant fight against the evil that lies without and within all of us. Oh, wow. You came up with a beautiful one. Oh, you like it? Okay, good. Go picture, Georgie. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I think if Georgia just pitched it that way, everything would have been so much more smooth. Uh, mine is a little bit more tongue-in-cheek, uh, but I was trying to capture a, a lot of what I love about Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this comes uh, partially from an old stand-up bit, so I cheated a little. Here we go. The 20-word pitch for Star Wars. Space wizards with laser swords cut one another's limbs off in a story that ultimately advocates for empathy and peace. <laughs> this is, I mean, that's a winner. Uh, it's, it's also true. Uh, everything about it. Yeah. yeah. It, you know, I think for both of ours, you know, you can debate whether they're good pitches, but they're true. They are accurate. Yeah. <laughs> Those things happen in Star Wars. Yeah, the log lines, man. I, that was the, the when studying the fine art of screenwriting as a youngster, uh, I failed log lines every time. <laughs> it is a really, really fun, uh, fun pursuit of yeah. trying to boil down uh, your story in a way that sounds really dynamic, but is also really truthful and is simple and concise, but can also make people imagine all mm -hmm. sorts of other exciting things that might happen within the context of that story. Uh, it, for me, uh, quick logline thought as we as we wrap up here, I have so many friends who wrestle with loglines and have been uh, a part of uh, logline parties where everybody <laughs> brings all their loglines and sees uh, which ones actually hit. Uh, in, the funniest thing to me is if you look at comic books uh, like from, you know, 50s, 60s, early 70s, where the comic books were really like one shot adventures for the most part and each cover was trying to make you really interested in the adventure that week like almost every comic book cover was like a great log line mm -hmm. <laughs> like mm -hmm. oh no jimmy olsen's arm fell off and now uh, everyone in north dakota is gonna die like almost everyone is this weird log line pitch so if you want uh to, some help with log lines uh look at old comic book covers that's my hint it's a great idea it's a great thing. I'm thinking a bunch of G.I. Joe comic covers from the 80s and like, yep, yep. Oh, yep. I'll def that one, too. Yeah, great. <laughs> yes. They almost defy logic of like, how could those things be related? I have to buy this comic book. Yeah. All right. So those are our questions. A lot of great fun ones, uh, some insightful ones and some silly ones. Andrew, Simon, Rob and Michael, thank you all for your questions. And uh, there are a lot more great questions coming up again. Great questions coming away. And hey, if you want to find us and follow us and maybe ask us more questions, you can do so by uh, going to Twitter and finding us at Force Center Pod. We're on Instagram, YouTube as well. Facebook pages, Force Center Podcast. Podcast is available on a lot of spots, including Anchor, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and now Amazon Music and Spotify as well. I've been highlighting Spotify because I do believe in my heart the great podcast wars have begun. <laughs> <laughs> Apple, Spotify, a lot of new things coming uh, to a lot of those kind of classic uh, podcast locations. So stay tuned. Force Center, though, remains on all of them. Merch at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. Uh, you can support us on Anchor, actually, directly. There is a support option there if you'd like to, but also on patreon.com slash Force Center. Always love having new Patreon uh, supporters helping us make our dreams come true, which also includes uh, often like the cool things like the theme songs by the great Tony Thaxton. Check out him and his work as well. So uh, that is it for Force Center. For me, you can follow me at Cadnapsock or go to my website, cadnapsock.com. You can link to a lot of things I do, including uh, the Good People Association at the GPA.com. Uh, we've been uh, for a while now highlighting uh, uh, things that uh, mean a lot to us, uh, things we are either connected with or maybe want you to consider to connect with. And uh, 
in this last year, one of the things that emerged was uh, a lot of hate crimes against uh, people of Asian or Pacific Islander background. So I'm supporting StopAAPIHate.org. You can check out uh, their website, support directly. They have information, uh, ways to even support uh, hate crime incidents uh, as well. And they've been tracking those and the numbers are uh, very high. So check out them as uh, at StopAAPIHate.org. Joseph. Yeah, I think that's uh, absolutely great uh, for you to highlight, Ken. Um, you can find me Twitter and Instagram at Joseph Scrimshaw, and you can check out my website, josephscrimshaw.com, for all my other comedy adventures. Uh, this week on my podcast, Obsessed, my wife and I are going to be discussing The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, my wife is really delighted by the fact that they both have a the, so she often says it is The Falcon and The Winter Soldier. <laughs> we enjoyed the hell out of that uh, limited series event on Disney+, Plus, and we're going to be talking about that on the podcast, Obsessed. So you can check out all that stuff on my website, josephscrimshaw.com. Uh, and the thing that I would like to uh, to advocate for this week is the uh, service Vote Forward. Uh, this is a place where you uh, sign up to write letters to voters, just encouraging them to vote. Uh, you don't say anything partisan. You just encourage people to use the power that they have. And uh, Vote Forward has been going for a couple of years now, and they've been doing some uh, great uh, research um, in tracking uh, how much it, of a difference it makes to reach out personally and just say, hey, please, we have this power. Let's let's use it. Um, you, you have a voice and it should be heard. And they've been concentrating over the last couple of years on some of the big elections, but they're doing a great job right now of having campaigns pretty much all the time because there are always votes going on if it's a special election or local city stuff or, or any number of different reasons. You know, elections don't come every two or four years. It's always happening. We can always make a difference and a vote forward is a great way, I think, to do that. So if you're interested, you can check out their website. It is votefwd.com. The power to fight against evil that lies within and without us all is in our <laughs> hands, is what Joseph is trying to say. Uh, support that as well. Great stuff. And I, I would love to talk to Sarah about the being important in the naming of bands and how I really <laughs> it's the Beatles. And my other favorite band is Eels. No the. So I really respect <laughs> your take on that as well. So uh, uh, that is it for this week for uh, Joseph, for Sarah Scribshaw, for their podcast <laughs> Obsessed, uh, and uh, the Puffer Pigs we did not name. We'll see you next time here on Force. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.